Welcome to the Dr. Duds Podcast, where a naturopath and chiropractor come together each week to share lifestyle medicine, health advice, and inspiring interviews with some of the top experts in health and wellness, bringing you the latest in nutrition, exercise, ancient healing, toxins and detox, your microbiome, mindset, hormones, brain, and much more. Stay tuned. We're going to teach you how to experience growth daily. What's up, everybody? It's been a long time since David and I have got a chance to get on the microphone and connect and see each other. It's been it's been months. Uh, it's and, been uh, cheers. It's no, been cheers. <laughs> Feels like it's been years. Uh, it's I mean, been it's, a bit. yeah. There's so much that goes on in life, uh, and we got we got busy. We got we got busy doing our thing, and we had to put a little pause on the on the podcast so we could regroup and you know anchor into uh, all the things that are going on in our practices and and life and and whatnot and we kept getting feedback from people saying like hey dude where's your where's your podcast what happened we we miss you guys so it was nice to hear that feedback and and always so great to connect with you david uh nice to see you bud buddy i'm excited like you said it's been it's been too long um i missed you man mm-hmm I just miss miss the connection, miss the miss the conversations, and there's there's lots to talk about. And like you're saying, um, we've been getting lots of our listeners reaching out saying, "Hey, what happened? You mm-hmm. guys haven't released any new episodes." I said, "Oh, we'll get to it. You know, in the fall, we'll probably get back at it." And so here we are, and we're gonna kind of just get going here in the fall and ramp back up and start, you know, shooting out some episodes at least twice a month for our listeners. Um, and then for our listeners, real quick, if there's any topics that me and Dr. Nick haven't talked about that you want to hear more about or you want us to dive deeper into, please shoot us a message on our website. You can connect with us through our social media channels. Connect with us. We'd love to connect. We'd love to hear from you. And any anything that you guys, even if you have a guest that you're like, hey, why don't you try to get this guy on? I'd like to hear a conversation there. Please let us know. Uh, we're here for you guys. We love doing this, but again, uh, one of the big parts that, you know, gives us that gratitude for doing this pretty much, you know, taking the time out is knowing how it, when people listen to the podcast, how they give us that feedback of like, I learned this, or Mm -hmm. I got that gold nugget from that one thing that you said on that one episode, and it really helped me reframe something. And, and that's, that's what really, you know, that's that gratitude, man. Like I really mm-hmm. enjoy hearing those that feedback from people when when they give us that love. Absolutely, man. And and so you know, some of the stuff that we want to talk about today is really just creating a framework. And like you shot a message out to me and say, "Hey, listen, like I think so many people get stuck in their diagnosis. They get so many so many people get stuck on like this is the problem. The pain is here." I mean, I've been talking to you uh, back and forth with a pain in my ass uh, with a hamstring pull after playing softball. And so much of our attention goes to where the discomfort is. It could be the gut, it could be joints, it could be, you know, relationship stress or whatever it is. But often we're missing the forest, right? We're getting stuck on just visualizing the tree and, and picturing the problem must be this or the diagnosis. I need it so that I can put all my attention and awareness there. Uh, but David, I love that like we're coming back into this conversation with really helping people to create a landscape for really understanding how these things fit in a hierarchy, a therapeutic order of of how dis-ease manifests in the body. Because I think when we look with this, you know, bigger lens or this broader lens and not get so narrow in our thinking and in our communication or, or, or simplistic understanding of our body, we can get really lost and and we could spend months, maybe years chasing something 
when really we, ha we haven't really looked at the full landscape. So tell me some of your philosophy of this framework, and then let's get into some, some of the nuts and bolts of it. So when we're talking about the body ecosystem hierarchy, we, like Nick is saying, we're looking at it from two view viewpoints. One, the order that we're going to give this to you guys in as far as a hierarchy is based off of if any of these systems goes down or has major problems, then you're going to be in big trouble. And there's a certain order from like 1 to 12, for example, that that's going to happen in. The other piece of that is outside of just the importance of each system comparing to other systems is when you have dis-ease, like Nick is saying, or we're having symptoms, it's understanding that you can't just focus on the one thing that you think is causing the symptoms. There can be other systems upstream that need to be addressed that are causing the downstream systems to have trouble. So, you know, one thing I, I'll leave all the listeners with is understanding that, like, you know, one of our mentors, we've had him on the podcast, Dr. Perry Nicholson, he says this all the time, no system in the body heals alone, gets injured alone, or works alone. And everybody, science has already proven that we are a whole, we are a whole, we're a holistic being. We are not sections and pieces and parts the way conventional medicine is still literally teaching their practitioners to look at the body. We're not pieces. We're not separate systems. All of these systems have to work with the other systems to function and to make the whole well, the whole function, the whole thrive. And if any system is breaking down with its communication or its network with the other systems, it's going to cause problems. And you have to see your body this way. The body literally works. It's like I see cogs when I think about it, right? Like every system is a cog. And each cog is pushing off another cog, like in a clock. And if you have, you know, this cog of the brain and it starts to struggle, it's going to affect all the way downstream to organs or hormones or vascular or local tissue, right? Like it's not separate. And so what I, what I, want, I really want our listeners to see is uh, understanding that everything affects everything in your body. And when you start to like look at the bigger picture when you have health concerns, you got to look more upstream to find what systems you haven't addressed yet, if you're still healing or not healing, and maybe go upstream and, and address those systems to see improvements in what you're struggling with, because that's probably why you're still having trouble. Yeah, beautiful. And, and I think, you know, in this reality that we are, we're stuck in, this diagnostic sort of uh, disease model where we're we're trying to treat the disease, it's so easy. Like I understand why people get stuck here, you know, and, and I understand the craving for a diagnosis because then they can make sense of their symptoms. They can get put into a little box of this is who you are. And, and it's, isn't it fascinating how much we identify with our illness? Like we don't say I'm experiencing depression. Um, I'm, I'm a depressed, I'm depressed. This is just who I am. Like we change our identity to match the disease. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and not even like cancer. Uh, I'm a cancer patient. Uh, well, you're someone. You're someone who's expressing the illness of cancer in your body as a result of many different things. But I think that just you know, part of having a framework is is learning how to communicate differently to our body, our own self, and how we communicate our situation. Uh, I'm a, I'm an individual having an experience of depression. Uh, we all go through different states of consciousness where sometimes we might feel more anxious, we might feel more depressed, we might feel, 
you know, high or low, whatever it might be. And, and we're just so quick to create a diagnosis around it. And this is what we want to sort of disrupt. And one last thing on this is that this is part of what this podcast is all about is disruption. I find sometimes the biggest breakthroughs in my own understanding of things is really ask the question of like, why do I think that? And why why am I getting so stuck that this problem over here is is a part of my identity, and it must be something I need to suppress or stop in order for me to feel better? When really we're asking questions of be, be more curious, but it's hard to be curious if we don't have framework because we don't really right. know where to look, right? So let's break it down for them. What's what's the framework? So I'm going to give in order, and this is the hierarchy in order of importance. So number one, and I'll exp- we're going to go through these, and I'll explain why, but. So let me, real quickly, let me just mention this. So mine's actually changed in the last like two months. So before I had brain at number one, but brain and nervous system has now taken, uh, it's gone to number two for me. So I have a new number one. So let's start with number one. Number one is the extracellular matrix. So for our listeners, if you don't know what that is, that's your fascial network. Okay, and we'll talk more about that in a second. Number two is the brain and the nervous system, so mainly brain there. Three is lymphatics, or immune system. Four is gut. Five is vascular systems. Six is nerves, so think peripheral nerves. Seven is organs. Eight is system, or hormones. Nine will be musculoskeletal system, and ten local tissue. And so let's go ahead and we'll start again, at extracellular matrix, the fascial network. And let me explain why that's number one, because I'm sure even some of the docs that are listening to this podcast right now is like, why is he putting that as number one? Well, I've done a lot of research on the fascial extracellular matrix in the last like two or three months. I've been reading a lot of books and it's interesting, man. You know, we talk about these, uh, what do we call it? Relative truths and absolute truths, right? And depending on where you are in the world, you're going to maybe have a different truth on what's being followed. And interestingly enough, the extracellular matrix is looked at a whole lot differently in Europe and in other parts of the world than it is in the United States. And in all honesty, I think they're like light years ahead of understanding what the extracellular matrix is. And they've done a lot of research to verify their theories of what they think it's doing and how it's involved in really how our body functions and what's really sad is here in the states we are not recognizing this because the moment that we do it changes all of our medicine and so you see that theme actually a lot in medicine in the united states is things will be proven and we won't adopt them here we just kind of ignore it and the rest of the world (laughs) keeps going about and they they're in that truth and they're treating people differently and we're just like stuck in the stone age sometimes in the states and it's for a number of reasons sometimes it's greed sometimes it's it's dogma of science right there's different reasons that's happened but anyway let's go into why this is number one so research is proving now that the extracellular matrix is the layer in our body that connects every other layer to every other layer, every system to every other system. So it basically is keeping the whole connected from a communication standpoint. Let me repeat that again. It is keeping the systems connected and every living cell in your body connected through one tissue layer. Okay. Now think about this for a second. 
energy and information has to move through this through this fascial network. And it's made of collagen and water. And there has to be fluidity to this fascia. It has to glide. Okay. It has to be able to move energy efficiently. And anytime we get a loss of that energy being able to move efficiently, you're going to have a loss of information processing. You're going to have a loss of the body performing functions, basic things, which I'll talk about in a second. Let's just go to the cell. What most people don't understand, and this again is being proven, there are no blood vessels that actually touch your cells or innervate your cells to feed your cells. There are no lymphatic network that's touching your cells. Okay, What actually is moving waste in and out of the cell, what's actually moving a lot of other substances in and out of your cell and a lot of the communication that happens between each cell it happens through your fascial network. It happens through the extracellular matrix. So really think about that. Every living cell in your body is connected to every other living cell through the fascial network. And then this same network goes into your cell all the way down into your DNA. That's huge. I mean, really Massive. think about this. Yeah. And it's connecting everything. It's one continuous sheet. The other crazy thing about this is it's 40% of your force control. So your fascia is your tensegrity. So it has a lot to do with our structural integrity and how we move through our world, right? How we handle force. So if you can't, again, move energy efficiently through your fascial network, you're going to have a loss of communication. And then you're going to have a loss of force control. And then you'll see distortion in the body. You'll see distortion in the posture. You can't handle force. You can joint pain or joint problems because that tensegrity portion can't do its job. But now I want you to zoom that lens out and think globally. This is why it's number one before the brain and nervous system. If this system starts to have any problems, what happens globally? Everything starts to stroke. And it can be a myriad of things, bud. It can be everything from brain problems to hormone issues to immune issues with the lymphatic system to issues with your organs, issues with moving fluids. So there goes your vascular system, right? Um, it'll affect local tissue like we just talked, the muscular cell. It affects every system the moment this system starts to struggle. And buddy, Found. This, it, it's 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 absolute. I mean, this is something that they're verifying now, and it's been completely ignored by science. So the fact we're like, when they were doing myofascial release back in the 80s on people, and people were coming forward saying how important it was to this layer of the body, they were getting laughed out of rooms because they thought there was no importance of the fascia. Oh, that doesn't do anything. That doesn't make any change. I'm telling you right now, if you're sick, and you haven't been getting body work done regularly and working on your fascia, that's a big reason why you're probably still not getting where you need to get. Because you cannot communicate and move energy through the body properly, and the body cannot function the way it was designed if there are adhesions and the fascia is wound up and you're all tangled up throughout your fascial network. It just doesn't happen. Yeah, that's profound. I mean, so when you said why that... That's number one for me. Yeah, so remind people of like the, the makeup. So it's collagen and water. Collagen and water, and this collagen is like a, it's, uh, and hold on, the water is not, don't just think water like yeah. like regular water liquid. What we have in the body is called the fourth phase of water. Yeah. So this whole network has almost a liquid crystalline ground substance, and that's what the water is. It's like a, it's like a conductor. That's what crystals are. They're conductors. 
computers. We use crystals every day in electronics, right? Like CD players and they're in computers and they're in your phone. There's crystals used all the time. They're conductors. You are made of a tissue layer called fascia that is a superconductor. It's literally liquid crystal and it's moving light. You're a light being. This is housing. Literally, I always tell people, this is what houses the soul. This is where the soul sits. This is where all the energy is. And this is where all the energy is pushing through every living part of your entire body. So if there is an issue with this layer, we're in big trouble. Globally. Yeah. Not just in local areas, because if you have adhesions and you can't move that light and energy where it needs to go, it can affect organ function. Right? It can affect one system talking to another system. It can affect just the way a system functions as a whole. You know, I was talking to a colleague of, my, of mine, um, and he, we were talking about this new liquid collagen that's coming out because I'm trying to figure out how to support the extracellular matrix. And it's interesting, they've had this product with the company that he's using out for a while, and they're having this broad range of people coming forward with all these things that are getting better. And this stuff was just marketed for skin, but it's a, just a liquid collagen supplement. So he was with me. I know collagen is important, but like from the stuff that we usually have, like the, the powders, I've never really seen like any aha, like, oh my God, this helped this person. It's just never happened, right? And you would probably agree with me yep. as another practitioner. You know it's important, yep. but would you ever say you've gotten like a aha from when you put somebody on collagen? Not necessarily, no. Not really, right? So they're getting these big, holy shits from this liquid collagen. But buddy, it's like crazy. For some people, it's just getting rid of the joint pain, which would we, we would think from collagen, right? Mm-hmm. Other people, it's getting rid of their brain fog, depression. Buddy, the list just keeps going on and on. Hormone wow. improvements. So why are we seeing all of these things getting better when people were taking it, it had nothing to do with that, but they noticed within two weeks, that's the only thing they changed. All of a sudden, like their depression went away or, you know, things are changing for other systems, you know, their skin improved. So why would all these things happen? Well, if that tissue layer is deficient and what it needs to actually be healthy and it's supposed to move this energy and information throughout the body, can it really do its job? Mm-hmm. No. So that's why I think we're seeing this broad spectrum of these health improvements in people when they get on liquid collagen, because it's this base layer that has to function for every other system and every cell in your body to be healthy and to literally connect. So what makes, what are the different properties of say liquid collagen versus a powder? So I know with these liquid collagens, apparently there's an activator in them. So they're mixing these other liquid collagens with some other substances and it's helping it actually activate within the body. And that's the difference between these powders. These powders are just raw ground up material and there's nothing in it that activates it. And these things that are liquid, they have things from the liquid portion of the collagen that are actually helping it activate in the system. So I know because I've just started diving into this stuff, that's the major difference between these powders and the liquids that are being using. They've learned how to activate the collagen once it's in the system. And from my understanding of what I was talking to my buddy, because he was explaining the science to me, it's, it's, it's affecting the inflammatory factors, the cytokine factors actually in the fascia. And it affects the fibroblasts and how we build that tissue and stuff like that. 
And so he's saying they're seeing these big changes. But again, he didn't get it either until I mentioned the extracellular matrix. And I told him that's why they're seeing this broad spectrum of improvements for all kinds of health problems, that it's not just like, oh, joint pain or like skin issues. They're seeing improvements across the board. And once I told him extracellular matrix, he's like, you know what? That makes it, that makes complete sense. Hmm. He's like, if that tissue layer is screwed, globally, you're going to have problems. I look at the extracellular matrix from a two-prong approach, right? Yeah, sometimes it's going to have to be supported nutritionally because there's deficiencies, right? Um, other piece I would say there, let's say three-prong, toxicity. If you're toxic, this is going to affect this layer of the body as well. We actually store toxins in this layer of the body. And then third would be getting body work done, okay? You have to get fascial work done to help this layer of the body because if you have these adhesions... What happens, let me just describe this picture real quick. This ground substance, like this crystalline substance within the fascial layer, needs to be fluid, which means it needs to be almost liquid, it needs to move. And when it moves, it can move substance, it can move energy, it can process. But what happens is, the theory is when we go into different types of trauma with our nervous system, so like let's say we're in this fight or flight freeze. So there's another component of that fight or flight, it's freeze, right? So when we freeze, the nervous system kind of like goes into this halt, right? And like in the wild, you'll see wild animals literally freeze, like they don't move, okay? they'll play dead. And the example I always give there is like a mouse coming through a field. If there's a snake close, that mouse will just freeze and like lie on its side like it's dead. The snake will come up to it, it doesn't even move, it looks lifeless. And then once the snake kind of like scurries off, the mouse will kind of hang out there, then the mouse will shake real violently, and then it pops up, and then it runs off, right? Well, that violent shake that it does when it pops up is to kind of reactivate the nervous system and to reset itself because it went into that free state for so long. But this can be a traumatic event for the body. So one of the theories is when we go into this free state, it actually will freeze up parts of the fascial system. There's an actual energetic aspect there from the nervous system moving through the fascial component. And then instead of it being this nice fluid-like substance, it hardens. So the moment that fascia hardens, number one, you're going to feel that physically in your body that causes that distortion, right? And then secondly, you can't move that energy and information through that part of the fascia anymore. So you're going to lose connection to other parts of your body. Now, brother, all day long, this is what I do to assess the body. I work through the fascia, and I literally can use almost biofeedback using like muscle testing and NIS and different things. I'm working through that system. Almost anybody who does body work is working through that system if they're assessing the body either through AK, NIS, or you have any other kind of these muscle testing techniques. And then you're able to assess different layers. But again, we feel a loss of energy moving through the body when we're checking these things. And then when we fix it, there's a return of energy and processing through that tissue. But the fascia, again, it's this huge piece that if you don't get body work done and you're not getting fascia work done, it is hindering so many different things. It can affect your lymphatic system. So then you're not going to move lymph efficiently. So your sewage system backs up. So there goes your immune system. It affects communication. So if the fascial system is not conducting, you can't move communication through your nervous system either. So this brain can't signal to the rest of the body what it needs to know to do its job. And like literally you just keep going down the hierarchy and everything, right? The gut can't do its job. The vascular system, you can't move fluids and the fascia doesn't glide, right? So then think about it. 
limp starts to break down because you can't move it because the fascial system's getting stuck. When the limp backs up, you're going to create toxicity in the tissue. So then now you have inflammation from the limp backing up, and then the fascia is going to get worse because the more inflamed the fascia gets, the more rigid it becomes, and then it causes more and more problems. So then you see this snowball of all the systems right away, all from this one layer, buddy. Yeah, that's... I mean, you kind of you kind of hit the nail on the head. It's like you know we were talking about these downstream phenomena of getting entrapped in this disease model, and this is who I am as a result of this diagnosis. And you really like you're disrupting this entire you know philosophy that we have around identity and uh, and disease. And really, like, well, what if we just went back to the source that which. Yeah, and we've had podcasts with uh, I can't remember the name of the researcher. But he was talking about how like melatonin, some of these smart molecules were were molecules that actually like grabbed light and delivered light to different parts of the body. And but you, you're talking about like the actual highway system, the you know the ecosystem of where these these molecules are actually able to receive light, and then they in, in they in of themselves do the same. Um, Dr. Stephen Schwartz, we talked to him about that from a harmonic point of view, using sound as a way to treat the extracellular matrix because the microtubules actually align differently and they receive uh, a harmonic sort of signature communication from sound. And so you look at all the things that serve and, and feed that extracellular matrix, including light and sound and vibration. And you mentioned body work. Anything all the communication, yeah. all of it. I mean, think all about it. it. All yeah. the ways we communicate with the body when we're hands-on are all done through the fascial network. That's what's yeah. picking it up. Yeah, that's and even the Even the brain is working off of this system. Yeah. They've done studies, but and the brain is not as fast as, as our extracellular matrix. It doesn't, yeah. doesn't process as fast. They've proven this already. James Oshman actually proved this. So if people want to Google a guy who's done a lot of research for the extracellular matrix, his name is Dr. James Oshman. He's a PhD. But he actually proved this doing different experiments. Um, I think I've told this one where they shine the light through the eyeball yeah, and they yeah. see how fast before the occipital lobe lights up. And it's faster when you poke an acupuncture point on the heel than it is when you shine a light directly through the eye. You get that lobe to, to fire faster. So they've already shown, again, like how does a cheetah run at 60 miles an hour and know how to read the terrain and adjust as it's you know running at six, that running that fast and have that kind of reflexiveness. It's not the nervous system that's doing it. It's the fascia. And then what is your brain and spinal cord covered in? What's the dura matter? What is it made of? It's fascia. Mm. And the one layer during your embryonic period of your life that built the whole body, the first one that was built was the connective tissue matrix. That's what built the rest of the body. That's wow. what built every other system. That's what literally grew every other thing in your body. This is a very important layer, and it's being completely neglected. And, and, and that's not everywhere. That's just in North America. We don't want to recognize it for what it is for whatever reason. Well, it's interesting because you look back at even like acupuncture. Acupuncture's interfacing with the Ancient medicine, fascia. right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's ancient medicine. Yep. It's still around today. Why? Because it works. And they knew something. They knew how important it was. Yeah. Exactly. Right? They knew that's how you connected with the body and the energy systems of the body. Yeah. Ayurveda says like the, the initiation of disease is accumulation. It's this buildup of ama, it's called. Uh, that's which is basically toxicity or 
pollution, poison, you know, it's this yeah. cumulative uh, effect. And it's, yeah, to, to your point, it's just, it's a part of every philosophy and yet completely lost on North American medicine. Yeah. So that one layer, imagine if that one layer starts to have problems, how many other systems are going to start to have problems? Yeah. So we did a full, we did a full podcast. I, I'm pretty sure on just on fascia. So maybe in the show notes, we can put links to some of those other episodes, even, uh, Dr. Nicholson's and I know we did one on rapid release we did mm -hmm. one well even just restore human when we talked to uh, Pax about just you know tensegrity and in treating the fascia with with movement and whatnot so there's so many resources here but the way that you broke it down today I think it's just so brilliant because it really speaks to just that is the hierarchy that that is your it's your nervous system you, you mentioned that you relate it to your soul it's something that receives light and communication from our environment and like inside out but also outside in mm -hmm. um powerful stuff man uh, i mean where what else can we tell people about this like what, what what else do you think is important in in understanding this hierarchy um so like i was saying in the hierarchy, the reason I'm, I'm talking about this is the first one is because I feel like it's so neglected and it affects every other system. And like I said, it's a three-pronged thing. Toxicity can build on this layer. You can have issues with deficiencies, so you can't build healthy fascial, literally, honestly, tissues if you're deficient in collagen, for example. Um, and then the other piece is if you need body work because you have adhesions and that fascia needs to be worked on, that's affecting communication too. And so it shows the importance of getting body work done. You know, a guy named, um, a guy that's kind of known for malfascialis is, um, I'm drawing a blank right now and I know his name. It'll come to me. Well, anyway, back in the 80s, he was talking about this stuff and he got laughed out of rooms. Uh, he's a PT and even PTs in, uh, were in his own profession laughed him out of rooms. Now, in like 20, finally in like 2012, he got recognized because he was onto something, but they just barely recognized it like 20, 30 years later that he actually knew what he was talking about because the science is caught up, right? But here's the thing. The science is way caught up, like I said, in Europe and other places. It's just we're not, we're not accepting and adopting this stuff in the States. But, buddy, any PT or chiropractor or anybody who's done body work and done intensive body work can tell you the healing power of working with the fascia. If you've done it and experienced it, you know it. You're, and the people that have had it have had it done have seen those those uh, those those breakthroughs and those miracles, man, with with their treatment. So, what I wanted people to understand is this is so important, and and it needs to be addressed if you've never looked at this layer as maybe a cause of some of your problems. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's brilliant. I mean, I can't help but think back to when we did the cadaver lab in our training for naturopathic medicine and. You know, we I've said this on the last one too, just when you could pull on the fascia, which looks like this fibrous sort of web, which is just a two-dimensional representation. You know, you're talking mm -hmm. about this has like three-dimensional, fourth-dimensional uh, activity inside the oh, body and that it's penetrating it's, in every cell. It's between every layer of your body, between yeah. every muscle layer, between every cell layer. It's It's everywhere and it's from head to toe, man. Like yeah. it's... If I was to remove every living cell in your body right now and just yeah. leave fascia, I would still see you right in front of me. I'd be able to recognize you. Mm -hmm. That's what your fascia is in your body. That's wild. Right? So, so important, man. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, there you go, guys. That's, that's yeah. what you've been missing. Yeah.
this piece no, this and, and honestly man i'm doing research i'm still reading a bunch of books like but i'm just blown away with the stuff that i'm reading that is like i said like it's just not recognized in north america but these this is common knowledge in other parts of the world yeah wow well guys there's so much more to come uh in the conversations that we're going to keep having and more guests uh that we're going to have but Thanks so much, David. I, I love how you, I, and again, this would have been missing, man. I love how you communicate with passion and, and knowledge and wisdom and, and just your application of how you're utilizing these tools in clinic. Uh, just, uh, we do want to say we have no affiliation with ProTandem. We don't, you know, uh, the, the, uh, this is the first time I'm hearing about their collagen supplements. So anything yeah, and you I'm just say And honestly, that? yeah, and I'm just looking in a liquid collagen, you know, right. so like I'm looking for any companies out there because honestly, I'm looking for a way as a doctor to help my practice members with supporting this layer of the body, this system. Mm -hmm. And if we can find something that actually works to that degree, which it's this one sounds promising, then I'll use it. But there's other liquid collagens out there. And right now I'm just kind of on my R&D mode yeah, for this nice. stuff just to see what's available. So we'll put a pin in that. Maybe we'll get back to you with some more of our own experience, experiments and experiences. So, brother, amazing conversation. So good to see you again. And, and You too, brother. You said at the beginning, you know, if you guys listening have guests that you want us to, to connect with or topics, you know, uh, we're, we're back, like you said, twice a month. So please keep sharing what works for you, what doesn't. And uh, we'll, we'll keep uh, sharing with one another. All right, bud. Take care. We'll talk to you soon. See you on the next one, brother. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please be sure to subscribe to the Dr. Dads and share with your family and friends. You can also follow and interact with Dr. Nick and Dr. David on Facebook and Instagram for a daily dose of inspiration and the latest in health and wellness. Be well.